You are listening to episode 14, The Truth About Freedom. Welcome to Do the Heart Work, the podcast that's devoted to curiosity and creativity so that we can uncover and create businesses and lives that are truly important to each one of us. I'm your host, Sydney Fletcher. Here we go. Hi, friends. Welcome back. It's been quite some time since I've joined you here on the podcast. Really exciting things happened for me in November. I got accepted into a mastermind that I had been working incredibly hard to meet the requirements for. And that was a really exciting occasion for me. And with it came a lot more work and some some shifts and changes into how I was operating. And so, you know, some things had to get put up on the shelf for a little bit as I found my footing. All that being said, I am stoked to be back here and sharing with you all again in this way. You might notice that I sound a bit different today than usual. I am getting over a really bad cold. So today on our journey, I wanted to talk about freedom because I think freedom is something that I'm going to be really bold and say every human wants. Like, what human doesn't want freedom? Um, and so freedom to me is something that is so important when we're talking about creating businesses and lives that we adore, that we can't wait to get up in the morning for. We want to feel free. We want to feel like we have some agency over the things that we do and do not do. For me, personally, I know that freedom played an important role in what spurred on those dreams of solopreneurship for me back in the day. I've always been a pretty independent spirit, a free spirit, some might say, and a little bit of a rebel. I say that very lightly because I was not very rebellious, but there was a little bit of a rebel inside of me that didn't want to follow rules for rules sake. I wanted to understand why rules existed. And if I didn't understand a rule, I didn't really want to follow it. So to me, it seemed like such a natural progression to then move towards the life of a solopreneur. And I think that's true for most of us. I think we have this idea that by working for ourselves, we'll feel much freer. That freedom will come when we can do what we want, when we want to. That freedom will come when we don't have to answer to a boss. That it will come when we don't have to clock in and clock out. When we don't feel like we're being watched. 
you know, when we feel like we can get up and go for a coffee or go for a drive in the middle of the day without somebody screaming down our throat that we should be sitting at our desk. That we'll feel free when we can decide which projects we work on and which ones we don't. It makes sense, right? If we don't feel beholden to something, we'll feel free. But the seed that I want to plant for you in your mind is that none of these circumstances, the boss, the hours, the breaks or the non-breaks, none of these circumstances are taking away from our freedom. They are not the actual cause of our lack of freedom. What I want to present to you is that the actual cause of our containment in our lives, the reason we don't feel free, has much more to do with the way we're thinking. And this is so vital to recognize. Because when we do step into solopreneurship, if that's something that you're considering for yourself or if that's something you've already decided to do, if we have not learned how to manage our thinking, we will end up in a new set of shackles. So you can change the circumstances around you. You can get rid of your boss. But unless you're working on your mindset, you're taking the same brain with you. And you're going to find a new set of shackles to keep you from feeling free. This might look like blaming your income on your perception of what your clients can afford. Blaming your crazy schedule and lack of time off on the trials and tribulations of solopreneurship. Or blaming your lack of joy on all the things you think you have to do in order to be in business. Saying things like, I love being a writer, but I'm just not a business person and I hate marketing, right? These are some of the ways that we take away from our own freedom. These are some of the shackles that we put on ourselves. In essence, we freed ourselves from the golden handcuffs of our employers, but instead we've just invested in our own pair, which is funny because it's kind of worse when you think of it that way because now we've paid for our own shackles. I want to get into the nitty gritty of why this happens, why our brains choose to look at things this way, why our brains take away our own sense of freedom. And for me, what makes the most sense is looking back at the model of our education system. For most of us, from my generation, which I was born in 1984, for most of us from that generation and certainly earlier, our early education really primed our brains to do what we were told. And I put that in air quotes. We were taught to look to books for answers, to look to teachers, parents, and even friends. We looked to these places to find out what's the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do. This was how we learned we'd be successful. 
successful with our families, with our future, our career, and even in our social networks, right? Find out the norm, find out the right way, and then follow it to a T. It's important to remember that the education system was largely born from the industrial era, and it really hasn't changed a great deal, although I think it is starting to, which is good news. But this era, it was really important to follow rules on a factory line. Perfection equaled productivity. There was a right way to assemble a weapon or a product, and you had to get it specifically right. The school system was meant to prime little humans to be ready for this factory-based economy. In this type of system, self-agency didn't much matter. In fact, choosing otherwise than what you were told was actually seen as kind of a threat. And it didn't really value the ability to constructively and creatively think. We prioritized following the rules over understanding them. Now, I don't want this to sound like I'm bashing the past or that I'm berating the industrial era, because era, that's not what I'm trying to do. Really, this served us for a long time. It was a progression from the time before. And there's a lot about our society today that we can be grateful for because of it. But I also think it's time to evolve as a species, as a society, because this way of being doesn't really honor our uniqueness. It doesn't honor choice. And that is a key word here. Choice goes hand in hand with freedom and creativity for that matter. When you take away choice, you automatically remove freedom. Much of our discontent as employees stems from this perceived lack of choice. We tell ourselves that we have to show up at 9 a.m. We have to work on this project that we don't want to work on. We have to follow our boss's orders. And many of you would hear me say these things and think, well, that's true, though. We do have to. Maybe there's some truth to it, but it's also not the full truth. We choose to show up at 9 a.m., because we don't want to get fired. We choose to show up at 9 a.m. because we value our job, we value our income. There's still choice involved. So the key thing to notice here is that word have to or that phrase have to. When we blanket things with that phrase of have to, there's zero recognition in our choice. I know some of you are going to want to push against some of these things that I'm saying, but stick with me. Now, as we move into the world of solopreneurship, if we're not careful, this mindset of choicelessness will carry through into this realm. We'll say things to ourselves like, I have to be on social media, even though I hate it. I have to work ridiculous hours. Otherwise, I won't make it. I have to work on holidays. 
I have to take this project or this client even though I don't want to. The list goes on. We'll shackle ourselves with these have-tos. If we want to build businesses and lives that we love, we want to create freedom. Freedom is one of the most loving concepts available to us. If we want to create freedom, build our connection to our creative power. In other words, we want to be able to see and own our choices as many as we can. Everything you do and do not do is a choice that you make. Some of those choices are conscious and most are unconscious, but they're still choices. I have to statements are not helpful. They don't help us feel free, nor do they help us see the options that are available to us. So here's what I want you to start to do. First and foremost, I want you to just start to notice the places where you are shackling yourself up with, I have to. Start to build awareness around the places where you're telling yourself you have to do something or else. And begin to inquire, what if I don't have to? What happens if I choose not to? Why am I choosing to do this? Or why am I choosing not to do this? Start to get curious and poke holes at this have-to statement. Own your choices in your life, as many as you can and as often as possible. This is one of the number one skills we can build on to give ourselves ownership over our businesses and even more importantly, ownership of our lives. Doing so will allow you to create a business and a life with intention and purpose. And that is the kind of business and life that you can be proud of. Okay, I gave you a lot to think about. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful that you spent this time with me today. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening. And please have a great rest of your day. I will talk to you very soon. Bye. If you're a heart-centered human who wants to create a business and life that is purposeful, impactful, and full of love, then I want to help you. Join my mailing list by heading to sydneyfletcher.com and click on the green banner at the very top. I'll send you weekly love notes that will move you forward and you'll be in the know of all the ways we can work together. Bye for now.